A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world... Life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Well, hello, my witchy poo. I predict that you are doing good today. Is that accurate? You must have had a premonition. I must have had one. Thank you. Nicely played. I'm doing very well. And I have no doubt that you are doing fantastic. (laughs) Hey, man, keto, happy keto, doing really well through the holidays. Except I will say, if you show up and you don't bring your own damn food, you're going to end up just eating meat. Because nobody really gives a shit about your keto. (laughs) Yeah. It's totally true. That's true. (laughs) Not a single one. Because it is the holiday season, so you get put in different situations. Although with this new variant, I'm not quite sure we're going to have as many holiday get-togethers. Or eesh. Do you have a prediction or a premonition about that? <laughs> I don't know that I have anything good, but I do have an impression that it's fast-moving, but I don't think it's as damaging as the Delta. Yeah. And it could be it's not as damaging because more people are vaccinated. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good prediction. Okay. Today we are talking about premonitions versus predictions. And what do they mean? What are they? People use these things interchangeably. Is that right? That's the question on the table. I think it's a great question. I got so excited. I was like, oh, hell yes. For starters is, I first looked at it and thought about the movie with Sandy Bullock called Premonitions. And I was like, damn, (laughs) Sandy. 
<laughs> yeah, let's talk about that movie. And I was like, oh, wait, no, they're not wanting to know about the movie. <laughs> I don't know that movie. Of course you don't. But now I do want to see it. Yeah, I think that's a good one for you. She sees the future. Okay. Is effectively what it is. And my, I think, limited understanding, because I think yours is far greater than mine. This is way more your alley. But my definition of a premonition would be someone seeing the future. But this is what I think I also have great compassion for the diversity that we have in how we receive our psychic messages and our intuitive hits and our spiritual guidance. And it's not always visual. So sometimes we'll hear it. Sometimes we'll feel it. Sometimes we'll sense it. Totally. So that's all. I would make it a little more unlimited. Sometimes we just know it. Very true. But we can agree on that it is about the future. Whether the future is in a second later. Yeah, it hasn't taken place yet. At least on this timeline of the Earth plane. Yes, Earth school. <laughs> Let's get it real tricky then, because maybe it has happened, just not here. Yes, in our parallel universe. <laughs> That's five minutes ahead of us. <laughs> All right, in our parallel universe, <laughs> where I'm a legitimate Black Panther with the big glowing yellow eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, where'd that come from? Maybe I had a premonition. You know, how would you define then a prediction and how does that vary? Prediction is, I think of it more like algebra. You can't even spell algebra. What does that have to do with it? What, what, what? I was kidding. <laughs> I'm like following this energetic trail of like things are unknown. You saw a formula. Yeah, I saw a formula. So it's like, I know I have some bits of information that I may have seen in a premonition, or I may know intellectually or experientially. So I have some anchors in the equation. And, you know, my best guess, or given what I know and what what the possibilities are, that's what the prediction is. So it can be an algorithm, or it can be, you know, a statistical analysis. It can be that sort of thing. Astrology has a special version of astrology called predictive astrology, right? Because they would consider astrology like a science, right? It was one of the original sciences. I still consider it a science. Most people do. People who know astrology do. People who don't don't. <laughs> like they wouldn't they wouldn't know that. So that says, given the state of the planets, this is what is being set up for. This is the energy that will be activated. So we would predict that this happens. So they can predict anything from earthquakes to business mergers to presidential winners. Absolutely. It's actually the astrologers that I have found that have done such a incredible job with a lot of what you would call the predictions. Like to me, a premonition feels like you get an answer. A prediction means you're trying to, yeah. you're generating one. Yeah. I think maybe that's the difference between mm -hmm. the two. Mm -hmm. And there's light and dark, right, to both of these. So there's the light part of both. There's the dark side of both. Without a doubt, because, you know, you're dealing with humanity. So <laughs> right? we have a spectrum. We definitely have a spectrum. Humans can fuck stuff up so easily. We really can. And so I will say that very well-practiced, very successful predictive astrologers have done better in the political realms than the polling. Right. Doesn't tarot fall into that too and, and with predictions? Mm -hmm. Like somebody goes to somebody for a reading because they're looking for what's going to happen. Yeah, often, right? That's what they want to know. And also they want to know, like, given what is, what can I do? right? Given, given what the energy that lies in this situation, what can I do? I mean, back in the day when I read for the public up in Mount Adams every Friday night, I had candidates come to me during the election season and go, you know, what's the election? What are the results on Tuesday? How's it looking? <laughs> I feel like 
are you kidding me? You're here behind the teenage girl who's worried about her boyfriend? <laughs> That's hilarious. And so it just depends on the client, like who's asking and who, what kind of awareness they have, openness they have. I'm sure you've heard what I would say are disaster results from readings where sometimes damage was done to clients. Not so much anymore, but I used to hear a lot, oh yeah, I got your name because I hear you're the cleanup reader. You know, someone told me my brother was going to die and, you know, like people would go to the dark side in the predictive. I don't know what they saw. I don't know the reader. I don't know, you know, whatever. This isn't to judge them, but there are times when Predictions can go very dark and be very damaging. And I think it's important for people to understand that a prediction is not absolute. Correct. Hey, why don't we take a quick break? Let's come back to the dark side of predictions, because I think this is really important, kind of like a warning label for folks of what some stories and what to look for with this, because some interesting things have been, I think, percolating lately in this arena. Great. We'll come right back. All right. We'll be back. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
And welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> every time. I laugh every time, too. I mean, I'm going to have to come up with a new shtick to make us laugh. Because here's the thing, everybody. I'm looking at her. And she's saying, welcome back. And I feel rude if I don't say, well, thank you. Glad to be back. I am very happy to be back. So I'm going to kill my own joy on on the happiness of being back by talking about a bit of this dark side on predictions. And this goes into the nerdy side, which I know we all love. Bring it. I say that just to make myself keep doing it. But it's my own curiosity. So I like to dig into things. And one thing that I didn't dig, but then I started to dig once I saw the headline for it, is because of the various disciplines, whether it be tarot or astrology, there's a lot of fake Instagram accounts because so many of the professionals have kind of set up shop on Instagram and people see how popular that it is. They're either stealing accounts or they are faking that there's somebody else. Or duplicating them in some way. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's the dark side, folks. And that's the dark side of humanity. Let's be honest, trying to make a buck off somebody just because you see it's a trend. That's just shitty. Well, and the thing is, like, they're obviously creative, scrappy people. Like, use your powers for good. (laughs) Like, it's not that hard. (laughs) I always thought that about the mob. It's like, I did. I always thought that. I'm like, you guys are organized. (laughs) You are badasses. You clearly know business. Do you really have to do it all illegally? I think the answer is no. They didn't. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's totally a choice. It's a karmic choice. It's a little rough. It's (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's been fraud in this arena in this space for a really long time. I I, I don't know. I'm, maybe you remember if you turned on a television. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Cleo? Was her name Cleo? The television psychic. Yeah, yeah, right. I remember. I remember Cleo. Yeah. I mean, I never saw the show, but she was an icon, right? And then they started having all of the 1-800 numbers. They charge you by the minute for somebody to do a reading. By the way, folks, that's all dark. That is not the right way to go about this. Do you really think they're going to find the proper gifted trained people to do that? And the answer is no, because they don't exist anymore. Or if they do, I don't know about it. Yeah, that's sad. And even the people that would do the predictive readings that were such darkness, again, it's not even to judge these people, you know, that that may be what they saw, but there's a way to deliver that information. Correct. Because it's predictive. You're not creating the situation, but you can influence anything that hasn't happened yet, right? Because we are beings of free will. And yes, we want to activate our soul plan, but that doesn't mean that in this one situation that I brought up, right? My brother's going to die within three years. Can we stop with that though? I'm sorry. I want to dig my heels in on this one just for a second, just to like pause and spend a moment on it because I know people that are like, oh, I was told so-and-so was going to die. I was told da 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 Now I will say there's a few of them that were correct, but it was so incredibly harsh. And I will tell you something very, I don't know if I've ever told you this. So here we go again, our conversation that everybody gets over here. I have asked the other side about particular people and their time left on the planet. They will not tell me. Yeah, it's really none of your business. Correct. So then I, that makes me wonder when people are dispensing that kind of information, I just don't know if it's a rule 
for me that they're like, we can't trust you with this information or (laughs) you're a fucking elf with your moon and Gemini. Everybody's going to know. Or, (laughs) which I'm sure we all have rules. I'm sure they're treating me like a kindergartner and saying, it's nap time, bitch, you know, or it's time for cookies and Kool-Aid. They're like, that's, I'm sure I'm being treated that and I'm okay with that. But it's not my business. Well, there's a couple things, right? And one of them is, of course, that... If we were meant to know that information, we would know it. And while they, there is a, allegedly, I've heard people who've seen the book, there's a book in India that's supposed to have a court, everybody's, like if you're born in this day in these particular configurations in Vedic astrology, then this is your death day. I don't know about that. I've never seen it, but I've heard stories about it. But the point is, it's so much better to just live. <laughs> If I could only read their language, I would read that damn book. You would not find it. <laughs> you, you know I'm going to find it. Okay, go for it. I can't wait. Um, it's not the elf I'm worried about. It's the panther. <laughs> Just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> but I've shared this story before, but there, there was a person I did a reading for, and all I told her, she had a father who lived an hour away, and I told her, spend as much time at your dad's place this summer. Really enjoy time with him because he's, you know, he's so happy at the lake and, right. you know, really make sure you take advantage and get out there as often as you can. And it's good for you. It's good for him. Everybody wins. And she did. And that's all they showed me, right? So they delivered exactly the right message and she did exactly that. And she's like, we've had such a great summer. It's amazing. Thank you for that. And then he was gone like three weeks later at the end of the summer. And so they didn't say like, hey, he's going to jump the planet sorry, you're screwed, right? <laughs> like it, it wasn't a harsh thing. There's a way to deliver messages, you know, because, you know, people say, well, he's going to die. We're all going to die. There's the only, there's only one way out of this game, right? <laughs> so. No shit. It might be the best game in the cosmos. It is the best game. That we were born to die. Yeah. And so like, that's not the surprising part, but there is a way to deliver the message that is empowering, that creates options and choices And, you know, my brother was the one that taught me that when he got diagnosed with AIDS. And I'm like, what do I, how can I help you? How, how can I help you? What do you want me to do? Because I was just overwhelmed with grief and fear. And he, you know, looked at me point blank and said, stop, because you are not helping me. You have to choose love. And there was never an easier assignment, right? Still love him. But he was so clear. I'm like, that's what you want. You got that all day long. And so that's what I did. And so... Obviously, that influences how I engage here, but I think it... That's why you told me not to be afraid when Suzanne was diagnosed with cancer. Don't let her see your fear. It's not going to help. Because it wasn't going to help her. Mm -hmm. Right? It's a lower vibration. It's all frequency, people. It's just really clear. And so when we talk about premonitions, right, where we see this flash, we may not even understand it, it may not have context to, you know, predictions. What people think is like, oh, am I creating that? Versus premonitions are receiving it. If someone gives you a prediction and you amplify it, you can create it or make it more intense. And you can do this in a good way and you can do it in a shadow way. Like that's completely up to you. So make sure that you are accountable for your participation in the energy field is what I would remind people because I think it's really important. I will tell you, it was so fascinating when I saw this question, not just because there's a movie (laughs) with Sandy in it, but this question came up and I had this flood of all the people that I have encountered that have premonitions. 
some as recently as weeks ago. A friend of Suzanne's, actually, that she's known, how many years? A lot of years, so call it 45. And Suzanne didn't even know that her friend had premonitions. And here's what's funny. So we're sitting at their table. I don't even remember how it came up, but I was in my spiritual mode, which is Mm -hmm. ideally what I'm in most of the time. And this conversation happens, and she starts talking about premonitions that she has had. And she hasn't talked out loud about this. And Suzanne, her friend, is going, (laughs) really? What? (laughs) And so what's interesting is I think it's scary for a lot of people who have that superpower. I think it's very scary. I think it's scary because they don't know what to do with it, for one. And I think that is frightening for them because if they say something like for this, for Pamela, it's to, if she says something to her son, will her son think she's crazy? Because she doesn't want to lose that connection with him. And so then you start dealing with all the what ifs kind of situations. And then so we're still around the table having these conversations. I mean, this was hours and hours we're having this. It was amazing, by the way. These are like the moments in life that I just love and cherish. And I wish I could have them every day. And I look at them both and I go, do you all think that actually one of the things that has tied you all of these years is that you both actually have this ability? And they went, oh, because Suzanne has premonitions. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, like, and from simple little, like, don't step there or you will fall. Mm -hmm. Like, she sees herself falling, Mm -hmm. so she stops, so she won't fall because she's learned that when she doesn't pay attention to the premonition, she's on her (laughs) ass. That's very handy. (laughs) Way to listen to the other side, my wife. But she's also had bigger ones as well. But I think Pamela sees big ones And I think it's scary for her. I also met a woman that works as an editor at one of the Hollywood magazines, let's call it. And she, after I released my book, she pulled me aside and literally locked me in a room for two hours. Because you know how people, they just need to get it out. Because she was so afraid to ever share anything, she hasn't said anything, but she has documented. Like she's journaled through and she sees things like disasters. This woman has premonitions that are major premonitions, not I'm going to fall on my ass, which is important, don't get me wrong, because you could hurt yourself, but ones that affect more than one person. Like she has those in a journal of them and scared to death to do anything with it. And I understand because you're immediately viewed as a wackadoodle. (laughs) Because it's too scary. Even though people like to reference Nostradamus. They're like, well, Nostradamus. I'm like, oh, then why don't you listen to somebody alive today? Uh, we're going to take a break and be right back talking about more about premonitions. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back from the break. Compliments of Brenda. (laughs) So we're going to make her talk again. You go. (laughs) Nice. So like you were talking about, I think this is an important component that some of the experiences that get in the way of allowing people to be their true free self is when they do have this experience and they don't have any context for it. They don't know what to do about it. They don't know if they created it, if they did something wrong, if they did something right and what to do with it, right? Because there's no outlet. Like I've seen a couple of plane crashes before and- and You have? mm -hmm, In premonitions, not physically, but- you know, knowing energetically the days before 9-11, just out of my skin, didn't know what was going on, didn't know what was going on, didn't have context, didn't have outlet, didn't I had information with no context, right? Context gives meaning to the text. All I got was the energetic text of like supercharged, super angry, super fear. That's all I got. And I was cranky and just crabby and just out of my mind. Of course, I didn't have any context for people flying planes into buildings. That wasn't a model in you that you could even refer to, right? Right. I get information that sometimes I don't have context for. When I don't have an outlet for it, it gets very uncomfortable. And like David will pick up on it. Like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm not okay. I have an awareness of it. I'm not okay. I know it's not personal. And I don't know what to do about it. So I have to really step back 
from my work. I have to step back into my spiritual world to, to breathe. Like it's very anxious in my nervous system. And again, I'm lucky in that this doesn't happen very often to me, but there are people, talented psychics who know, who have this kind of downloads on the regular, but they don't necessarily have the protection of knowing how to work with their guides. So in that situation, because I'm working with my guides, I know this is not personal. I am safe. I am uncomfortable with this global component of energy, you know, bigger than me, bigger than my life, but they still have me. And so I feel safe. I have information, even though I haven't figured out how to ease the download into my nervous system. And when people have this kind of information, a lot of times that's when they shut off their ability to receive premonitions, to receive messages. Does this make sense? Oh, yes. It also makes sense of why we see people with these gifts turn to alcohol and drugs because they need to shut it down. Well, they're self-medicating, right? Of yeah. course they are because they're, they're trying what they can to shut it down. Two years ago, around this time, I don't know if you remember, but I knew something was going to happen. I didn't know what it was. My outlet was that I started writing. Okay. So I ended up writing the outline of a TV series, which I'm not qualified to write, about a group of people living in a rural part of Arkansas that experienced a pandemic. Yeah. It's, it's on my computer. And the way that I had to process it is that I would talk to the friends here, like Cubby, of course, our friend Julie, of course, obviously my wife. And I'm talking about, I'm like, you know, I've got this idea, I'm going to write this. And that was funny enough, an easy way to talk about it. It's like, I've had this thing, I'm just going to write about it. I actually think it was October of two years ago. So maybe it wasn't a premonition, maybe it was a, a hit, a p picking up on, on what is. But the process for me is writing and putting it into a fiction way to see it and to not have that discomfort knowing that this is going to be real life. Now I'm going to I'm going to put it in fiction first and then I'll know how to handle it when I get into real life. <laughs> Just let me create the ending. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. It didn't let me do that. But I do want to call out and with great empathy and sympathy and compassion for people who've had this super intense experience that they didn't have any context and didn't have any help or guidance, not because people even ignored them, although there's many examples of where people diminished them or harmed them with the judgment, but just because they didn't know what to do, they simply shut it down. And I just want to say, that's okay. There's no judgment about making that choice. That's a completely honorable choice to take care of yourself. And if you ever chose to make a different choice to bring it back, it's completely possible. It's completely possible. Not required in any way. I'm sure you're living fine, beautiful life and, you know, experiencing joy and well-being. So just know that it's available. That's all. I just want to say that. And sometimes I would give people the outlet of the words, I had a dream, right? Because just that context of I'm telling you this in the form of a dream, because you're not accountable for your dreams. Like people aren't going to say you're crazy. They're going to be like, that's a little intense or that's weird, <laughs> you know? So just saying that and letting, giving yourself and allowing yourself to have the relief of articulating what you've seen or what you've experienced or had the premonition of verbally can be more comfortable for you. It's scary, but if you say, you know, I had this weird dream, you know, in a safe space, share that, it can just create some relief for yourself. And so that's really important too. Yeah, and I think there's just ways that if somebody does experience something and, you know, I think that there can couch things in a way. It's like, I just had this thing. I'm not sure if it's real, 
but just want to let you know, call me crazy. You wouldn't be the first if, if they choose, right? Because again, just no harm, no foul and not saying anything or saying something because it's like it is a it is a huge responsibility to get that information. Huge. That's amazing advice. That really is. That's amazing advice. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to send this episode out to some handpicked people that I think that what you just said will help them tremendously. So on behalf of them, I'm going to thank you for that. Richie Poo. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, and it's such a thoughtful and beautiful question. So I just want to say thank you for that. It really is. And it's a tough one to tease through, like to define and what did they mean? And so, no, I absolutely loved it. And you need to go watch that movie because you will actually really like it. There's nothing offensive in it. There's no blood and guts. There's no drug deals. Like, yeah, you'll love it. Great. Anyway, so thank you for the question. This was fantastic. And it's interesting. We say this at the end of of every show, but I'm going to predict we're going to say it again. (laughs) Or was it a premonition? I don't know. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, our school is hard. Without the other side and premonitions and predictions. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thank you, my witchy poo. Thank you, my elf. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Alejandra Arevalo, and our executive producer, Maya Cole Howard, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at Other Side Guides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.